Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Boy, Julie and I had a big week last week. We just got back from Manhattan meeting with all of our friends at Douglas Element. We had a fantastic time. I know a lot of our listeners are from the New York area. And for those of you who saw us live last week, I want to say we really had a fantastic time with all of you. Hopefully you did as well based on all the emails and whatnot that we've gotten in response. I think that we were a hit. Really, really, it's critical that uh, all of you in Manhattan and all around the rest of the country are paying attention to what's going on in the real estate markets. Julie and I are putting up a lot of new posts, a lot of new information about what's really happening in the real estate market. There was a great article that Julie sent, this, uh, sent to me this morning from Seeking Alpha. We're going to put uh, blurbs from that up on timandjulieharris.com. Long story short, what we've been preparing all of you for, I don't like using the word warning. It sounds a little, you know, ominous. <laughs> but what we've been preparing you for for the last two and a half years is happening pretty much exactly like it did back in 07 and 08. The difference is back in 07 and 08, what happened is it happened really quick. The real estate slowdown happened really fast, and now it's happening you know, a lot slower. So that's good in that you have more time to prepare, but it's bad because it means it's going to last longer. Julie, anything else you read from that or learned from that article uh. that you read this morning? Cause, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought it was really fascinating. Of course, I have an analytical brain that likes to eat up these charts and graphs. And, uh, you know, with all the different news outlets and people having their opinions and things of that nature, I think it is nice to have the data to to back it up. And it did have some pretty interesting things uh, with different parts of the country. You're a little hard to hear. You're a little hard to hear. I can call back in if you want. No, no, that's better. Uh, Put the mic close. Okay. No, there you go. Much better. All right. Yeah, Maggie had her. Uh, teeth on it earlier so um Got it. yeah i i like to have the the charts and things uh, not just of one thing you know anybody can pull out one set of data and say well you know pending home sales are down from a year ago well that in itself especially being the winner and having blizzards and things like that maybe that by itself wouldn't be so telling but this particular article also had information about flipping trends and information about uh, bankruptcies of farms and other indicators that are all sort of working together to create the slowdown that doesn't mean things aren't selling it just means it's going to take longer and you have to be a heck of a lot more careful on your pricing and the other thing that i thought was interesting was uh, the fact that Unlike last go-around, there's been lots of, um, you know, what did I tell you? Last week I read something about the Australian market, and then I saw an article this morning about Iceland and, you know, the London market. It's becoming a worldwide type of a slowdown. It's not just a U.S. thing, and the factors are different. I think people get stuck trying to compare making this like an apples-to-apples thing, it's not. We still have good employment. There's people relocating still. It's not going to be identical, but I think it's critical to see what are those factors and decide how you're going to run your business as a result. So I thought it was a very robust article. 
And the other thing that was interesting, we talked about this with our Manhattan friends, is that the biggest difference between this slowdown and the last slowdown are the expectations that real estate can lose value. Back when real estate, the market crashed in 07 and 08, a lot of you weren't in the business, I realize that. But let me tell you, no one thought real estate values would drop. Matter of fact, there had never been a uh, time in history where prices from coast to coast basically took a step back and some markets took a significant step back, so much to the point where they haven't even recovered to this day. Um, so right. the big difference isn't necessarily, uh, you know, the interest rates and the Fed tightening and all these little analytical financial things that obviously are a big part of it. But the biggest difference is the psychology that people expect prices to fall. That's what nobody can figure into the um, equation when they're trying to sort of you know, read their tea leaves as far as what the next couple of years is going to be like. That's what makes me nervous. Um, just to say this again, th those of you who've been in the business only for a little while, you don't know that. You don't have reference for that. But the belief was, leading into the last housing slowdown in 07 and 08, the belief was, and everyone said this, that there's never been a time in history where prices have just sort of universally dropped. Well, now people's mindset about that has completely changed. Have any of you even heard that? No. And there, the other thing that was interesting, too, is the psychology last time around was having a foreclosure – or basically just defaulting on your mortgage in any variety, was just a huge social taboo. It just was, and now that's gone as well. So really the way people view real estate has changed. And um, what effect that's going to have on values, I think it's quite obvious. It's you're going to have a lot of buyers that are going to give you, don't want to catch a falling knife, just to use someone else's phrase. And I think that's the easiest way to explain it, and that's what's happening. We saw that from all of our New York clients. They were all telling us the same thing. When we were in front of the hundreds of people, they're all reporting pretty much the same information about buyers' consternation and apprehension. And the only way to offset that is to become a listing agent. I know that might sound counterintuitive to some of you, but the reality is this, and this is, again, something we had fun with uh, explaining to all of our friends at Douglas Elliman, is at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. No matter what price range they're in, no matter what demographic they're in, no matter what, they can always rent. And that's, by the way, what that Seeking Alpha article was saying that people are doing in all price ranges. They're just saying, I'm not going to buy, I'm going to rent. So if you're working primarily with buyers, or if you think you're going to be able to produce the same results that you've done over the past few years uh, working with buyers this year, you're wrong. You just won't. And that's just a bottom line fact. Stop trying to pin your hopes on buying buyer leads. You know, stop trying to pin your hopes on whatever worked in the past. You have to understand this is a transition year. And unfortunately, because like I said, the air is coming out of the balloon slowly, it looks like next year will be as well. So you must learn how to become a listing agent. You know, we've maybe soft-puddled it before, but being around all of our friends in New York, it really has driven home to me how much on-target Julie and I were and are with our messaging, how much it really resonates with people in all price ranges and all just different you know, corners of the country. It, it, this is the other thing that was fascinating, too. In New York City, where the average sale price for a long time was over $2 million, for the first time ever, well, at least for a long damn time, it's less than a million dollars. Why do I keep on using New York? Is obviously we have New York in the mind because we were there for a week. But the other big reason why is because New York is the epicenter for pretty much everything that's going to happen on the globe, not just in our country. It's the financial capital of the world in essence. And so what happens there is the very, it's the it's the perfect canary in the coal mine for what's going to happen across the country and can uh, happen across the globe. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that we've been telling you because we've been watching New York City, Manhattan in particular, and all the boroughs, that those markets are definitely slowing down and have been slowing down for now two and a half years. 
So, listen, listeners, please prepare yourself. Don't take what we're saying for granted. Don't be silly and tell yourself that it's not going to happen here. I know some of you, like we have clients in North Carolina and other markets, you're saying, Tim, what are you talking about? The market's great. Well, here's what I'm talking about. Look in the MLS. Look at the statistics. Look at the days in the market. Look at the list to sell price ratio. Look at the, the nature of your own clients. How many buyers are bidding over? Look at the number of just all the statistics. And what you're going to see, inevitably, is a slowing of your market as well. Now, it might not be that pronounced yet, but it will be. That's the way it works. So please listen to what we're telling you because we're just trying to protect you. We're just trying to help you. We have no mo- – matter of fact, if you're questioning our motivation for telling you what many will believe to be bad news, I want you to understand that it actually doesn't help our coaching sales to tell you this information. That's the reason nobody else tells you this. Nobody else in our industry is going to tell you what Julie and I are telling you. It's only fantastic brokerages like Douglas Elman who have the courage and, frankly, the integrity to want to protect their agents and have people like us tell them what they don't want to hear when they don't want to hear it at the highest level, which hopefully is what we did. So listen, here's the bottom line, guys. Please be prepared. Please be over-prepared. The only way for you to offset a slowing market is, be, is learning how to take a listing, learning how to take many listings, because then you have the market working for you opposed to you having to work against the market. The market is not going to be favoring a working with buyers for at least the next couple of years. And I'm going to tell you another little trend that we've seen, and Julie and I predicted this a long time ago, is that we think – Listen to what I'm saying, please, listeners. We think that buyer's agency in its current form is going to go away. We are seeing rumblings across the country that there are going to be a, a, a bit of a convergence of the, some of these iBuyers and these other sort of new dot-com type entities that are trying to bite into our market where they're going to start making it so that if, you have a buyer, if you're a buyer – and you have a buyer's agent working for you, your price is this, but if you have a buyer's agent, your price is this plus whatever you want to pay your buyer's agent. In other words, the buyer's agent commission will not be an entitlement, will not be an automatic part of a transaction. Um, it's going to happen. You're going to see different markets be, where it's being tested, and it's, you, know, you can finance, whether you know this or not, you can actually finance your buyer's agent's commission, but how many of you right now, listening to me right now, who are working primarily with buyers, want to be in a situation where you have to be sitting across the table from your buyer and telling them that the price of the house is 500000 but since you opened the door for them, it, you have to pay, you, they have to pay you fifteen grand, so it's really 515000 How many of you who are working primarily with buyers are going to be able to explain to that buyer why you're worth whatever you think you're worth? Some of you will. Most of you won't. This is going back to the reason why you need to learn how to be a listing agent. Julie, anything you want to say? You want to get to our point? Yeah, oh, well, I do have a couple other, I have a couple other announcements. Um, we have iTunes. Uh, this podcast is now pretty much the most listened to daily real estate podcast um, on iTunes, which is pretty amazing. And I want to thank all of you for that. If you're listening to us on iTunes, as a lot of you do, because 90% of all of you listen on your mobile devices, there's like six of you that listen live. <laughs> so most of you listen to us and replay on your mobile devices. Please do the right thing and give us a five-star. Don't give us a four-star or a three-star. Come on, that's just for wimps. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. And when you do that, actually, iTunes uh, uh, promotes the uh, podcast inside their ecosystem, which is great. 
Another quick announcement, our new book is on Amazon in pre-sale. It will be available in June. We're really looking forward to that. Hopefully, we're going to go on an extended city book tour. That will be great. And we have a new system in place. Since most of you listen on mobiles, um, this is the rollout of this. Hopefully, this works. If you would like a free coaching call, and occasionally the free coaching calls will be with Julie or I. It just depends how busy our team gets. If you'd like a free coaching call and you'd like to receive – uh, our six free six free books, not the book that's for sale on Amazon, but if you'd like to receive the real estate treasure map, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, your 12-month lead generation system, all you have to do is text the word Harris to 31996. So just text the word Harris to 31996, and you're going to be sent a link, and basically that's it. That's all you got to do. No further SMSs will be coming from us. Just text the word Harris to 31996. All right, Julie, so hopefully that will work better than giving them a URL. Yeah. I had the, the epiphany that, hey, you know what? These guys are mostly listening on mobile. When I tell them the URL for free coaching call, no wonder, you know, they'll, they're, they're going, but not very many of them. I bet you Harris to 31996 will do it, though. All right, so the topic of the Thanks. podcast today is 20 secret, pros- <laughs> can't even say it. 20 secret prospecting rules that will boost your momentum. Anything else you'd like to say before we get to point number one, well, my dear? One of the reasons that we're doing this today was a, you know, this is a direct result of some of the things that we discussed at our Manhattan event with Douglas Elliman. And one of those points was that when the market changes like this and it takes a bit longer to sell things, this is such a huge opportunity to build your magic number. Now, we've done podcasts before on the magic number. That's the number of listings that you must have at all times to meet or exceed your monthly financial goals with consistency. So why is it easier? Well, you know, when the market's super hot and you list it today and it's sold with multiple offers by Friday, it's really hard to build that inventory. Why does that matter? Because the more inventory you have personally, the more of a self-generating lead machine you become. Those of you who have been anxious to break up with the lead sources that you're paying for things like buyer leads, that is not a problem when you have your magic number covered. You can build inventory faster and I think that this is really, um, you know, the diamond in the coal mine you've got to look at through a changing market. Yeah, it's going to take longer. You're going to have to have more skill. You're going to have to have uh, conversations with your sellers, actual relationships between the time you list it and the time it actually closes. But it will help you through that. The point we wanted to make today is, you know, if you were frustrated prospecting before because, you know, a for sale by owner maybe could actually sell it themselves, um, you know, those days are – rapidly coming to an end, people need you more, there's more opportunity, and so now is the time to dust off your prospecting skills. Yes, I said prospecting, I should have said lead generation so they don't get hives, but you know, I think our listeners can handle it at this point, hopefully. So prospecting rules to follow that will boost your momentum, keeping in mind that there's tons of opportunity out there right now. So number one, use modern scripts written for today's sellers and buyers for today's market conditions. You know, we're always revising our scripts for our premier coaching members so that it's staying timely. And we allow you guys to to internalize and personalize what you say in the deep south is going to be very different than what the folks in Manhattan say. You're probably going to do a two-stop appointment in the South versus, um, you know, more direct markets. You can personalize a little bit, but here's a cautionary tale. Don't just use the free crap that you can download and try it out and then modify it and get stuck. Why wouldn't you just use what's proven? 
it's easier. You know, Julie, you, I know you're, you're actually remi- you're, you're reminding me of something. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's ego is the reason why. But so mm-hmm. I was uh, – remember that Michael guy that was in the room? That was, uh, he was actually prospecting and getting good results, and we, we, yes. I started to do a little mm-hmm. role play with him, and I quickly realized that he wasn't even using any organized scripts or system. Yeah. yeah, well, he was actually – but here's, here's the thing. Here's the irony of, of that situation in particular is a lot of you are just like that. And you've got to ask yourself the sanity of basically making a decision to try to patchwork quilt your own script together. It just doesn't make any sense. A lot of you try to do that for your entire real estate system. Why are you doing that? You don't have a PLP, but you're going to take a little bit, a pre-listing pack. You're going to take a little bit from here. You're going to take a little bit from there. You think you're going to be, why? What's the, what is the freaking point? It's like going for a long drive without using a map. It's like, it's your ego, guys. That's why. You're saying, you know what? I am brand new to real estate or newish to real estate. I can somehow magically know how exactly to put an entire everything together, and I don't have to. It doesn't make any sense. It's making your path harder. The problem is, is that you don't know what you don't know, and you're going to spend time, valuable time, trying to figure out what you don't know. It doesn't make any sense. When you join Premier Coaching, guys, it's super easy. We've done all the work for you. We have all the everything you need, all the pre-qualifying scripts, all the – um, you know, all the pre-listing packs, the listing presentations, the buyer's presentations, complete systems for scaling your real estate practice, every single thing that you'd possibly need to build your real estate business in this market. Look, we've got information on how to deal with distressed sellers. We've got tons of information on how to deal with buyers. Just everything you could possibly imagine is in Premier Coaching. And if you want to learn more about Premier Coaching, obviously just text the word Harris to 31996. Julie? Yes. So point number two or rule number two and this, this is one of maybe my pet peeves, that there's people out there, office managers, trainers, you know, maybe even coaches that aren't us, who say, don't bother leaving a message. So rule number two is do leave a short to-the-point message. If you hit voicemail, your message must be something of value and a call to action, not just, hey, touching base, call me when you're ready. Okay, so I would agree that that's a lousy message, and maybe you shouldn't leave that. But the point is, when you are contacting lead follow-up or you're calling probate or expireds or unrepresented owners, maybe even open house lead follow-up, how would they know that you're trying to help them if you don't leave a message? It just seems bizarre to me. And I I think I know why some, uh, quote, trainers or coaches do that. They're trying to get you a higher call volume. We're trying to get results. I get that. But you should get results from people who already have raised their hand, I need help. So yes, leave a short to the point message, but make sure it's always something of value with a call to action. So something of value might be, you know, when we met at the open house last Saturday on Elm Street, you let me know that that wasn't the house for you, but that you wanted that neighborhood. Now, I have three homes that I've selected for you, which all meet your criteria. I can't wait for you to see them. Call me back today and let me know whether 10 a.m. tomorrow or 5 p.m. on Saturday is best for you. See the difference? Something of value, I've got what you want and a call to action, call me to schedule. So yes, do leave messages. However, they do not technically count as a, quote, contact, because we don't know if and when they got that message. So, you know, it can be confusing. But yes, leave messages. It doesn't count as your daily contacts. Rule number three, begin every day with follow-up calls for 20 minutes on your most likely to set appointments, your lead follow-up. This will get you in the right mindset for being on the phone and being effective, and it's very likely that you'll actually set appointments from those categories that are most likely to set those. And we, you know, we talked about you know, the difference between cranking through a bunch of just listed and just sold calls, which are very cold calls with no reason to believe 
that they're going to do anything versus saying, you know what, I've got these here, I better call them first with some urgency because probably one or two of them will set an appointment with me right now. So it's not just out being on the phone. You've got to think it through and warm up with the ones that are most likely to give you an appointment. It just makes sense. Anything you wanted to add before we get to point rule number four? Rule number four, go ahead. All right, so number four, best time to call. Okay, this is a I think for some people, a creative avoidance question. When is the best time to call? Well, really the answer is whenever you can get yourself to be on the phone with focus, there is no super magical time to call, but really Saturday mornings, weekday evenings, first and last days of the month, particularly with expireds, minor holidays like um, President's Day, Memorial Day, those Mondays off where everybody's home with their kids because it was a Monday off, this is one of them, Okay, holiday weeks off. These are particularly great times to call, but again, anytime you're focused. The reason that uh, many people tell you to get it over with in the morning is because we know the further you get into your day and the voicemail and email and text that you're dealing with and the inspections and appraisals and all the rest can quickly get you off track. So ideally, and we did this again with our recent event, you generate in the morning and you take care of what you generated in the afternoon. So new business in the morning, existing business in the afternoon. Now, if you don't have any appointments in the afternoon, absolutely get back to lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, setting appointments. So rule number five, use scripts, otherwise known as conversation guides. Remember, all a script is is a series of questions which lead you to being able to close or deciding not to close based on what you find out from the questions. So make the commitment to stop winging it. Internalize and personalize as you go. Remember the point is to earn while you learn. You know, Michael in New York, he, his, his, uh, his best, I don't know, benefit or strength is that he's willing to pick up the phone, and he is earning while he learns. He needs to polish his scripts and use more predictable scripts with better questions. But the point is he wasn't waiting to become a, quote, expert at every script that he can find before he actually decided to earn while he learns. So do use real conversation guides and stop winging it. Rule number six, this is an important point once you do get over whatever um, phone consternation you might have, have appointment obsession versus contactitis. Contactitis is when you, you enter your phone time saying to yourself, well, I'm just gonna get through these next 10 contacts and I can say I did my contacts versus appointment obsession, which of these next contacts will be my next appointment? The amount of contacts you make matters less than the amount of appointments you make. The number of contacts must equal your magic number of listings needed at all times. So if you've determined, you can figure this out in the Real Estate Treasure Map, it's in the Harris Rules Book and Premier Coaching Members, you've got a whole section about figuring out the magic number. We've done podcasts on it, so no excuse that you don't know what that is. Easy to find out. The magic number is how many listings you need at all times. So let's say that you've got to have, in a new market, by the way, more listings because they take longer. So perhaps you've been trucking along with three actives at all times, and you've just been kind of turning them as one sells. You know, you, you've got decent momentum because they've been selling in 30 or 45 days. But now you see those days on the market stretching out. Certain parts of the country, that's six months now. It might be 10 months. So of course it stands to reason that you need more active listings in order to create the same 
or more closings consistently per month. So let's say that you used to be a three listing at a time person, but now you've got to have seven at all times. So that seven is the same number of contacts you've got to make. Contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate every day, every work day, in order for you to drive your business to the numbers it's got to reach. So again, the number of contacts should be the same as your magic number. Did I explain that right, Tim? Mixing you did, and listen, here. guys, the magic – no, no, you did. The magic number is part of the real estate treasure map, and you get that book for free when you request a free coaching call. And I'm sorry for saying this again. I'm sounding like – I don't know. This sounds weird. But text the word Harris to 31996, and that's one of the books we give you when you request your free coaching call. So um, if, you are on, um, if you're on your desktop or whatnot, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Yes. So I'll do one more, and then I've got to scoot on over to Premier Coaching. All right, so the next question after when's the best time, and should I leave messages and all those normal prospecty questions is, who should I prospect? Or maybe it's whom should I prospect? Well, we like expireds, particularly in a changing market, because many of them do actually have to sell. If I had a choice, and you dropped me off in any town, and I have an active real estate license in that state, and you said take a listing before midnight, I would go straight to expireds, wouldn't you, Tim? I mean, oh yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I was just thinking about path. your scenario. Well, but that's mm -hmm. that, see, that's the that's the magic, really, right there. What you just said. So if you guys had Julie's little scenario that she just gave you was just brilliant to imagine yourself in that situation. If we picked you up wherever you are in the country and we plopped you down in another part of the country where you could sell real estate, and here I'll even make it some more, more interesting. And we were going to give you a brand new Ferrari but you have to take a listing, and you've got, say, 24 hours to do it. How would you do it? Seriously, how would you do it? What would most of you do? You have to take a brand-new listing. What would you do? You'd maybe, some of you would, you know, I don't even know what you, most of you would do because you have no idea how to go. You'd have no centers of influence. You'd have nothing you can actually go after. To uh, You'd have to learn how to work expires and for sale by owners. And in this market, where the market's changing, expires are the gold. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind that if you just will embrace the concept of learning how to work expired listings this year, no matter what happens with interest rates, no matter what happens with real estate markets, no matter what happens with what happens, it won't matter because you're going to know that you have listing inventory. The real estate magic number is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial uh, obligations and, fr frankly, your your goals. So we figure that out for you in the real estate treasure map. I told you how to get it. Get the real estate treasure map. Complete the treasure map that's your fill-in-the-blank business plan. And then after that, guess what? You will know exactly how many listings you need at all times. Most of you won't need but maybe five. Some of you won't need three. Others of you, like where Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, back when we sold real estate there, we needed like 40 to meet or exceed our financial uh, you know, needs and, and, uh, and goals. You know, we had big goals, so we need to have a lot of listings that we're going to sell. Well, but and you remember, need to know too, we're talking about month in and month out. It's not just, you know, hitting it out of the park for one really great killer month or one great quarter. The point of the magic number is to iron out the ebbs and flows, the cash spurt from the cash flow. It's to give you that consistency, and that is the quintessential question in real estate. You know, first as a newbie, it's like, how do I replace my old job or pay my bills? But as you get further along – and you want to move forward in life, 
The question is, how can I create that consistency so that I can actually achieve those things in my goals without, quote, waiting for the big check, waiting for the big double dip? That's not a plan. The magic number, I, I think it's fascinating how well it works. It's almost like be careful what you wish for once you get there. And it's the bottom line, guys, is you have to learn how to be listing agents. You cannot create a logical argument against what we're trying to teach you. I can create logical arguments against branding, against direct mail, against filming or forming a team, against uh, long-term drip, lead follow-up, CRM, all the other crap that you guys think is important. It's important-ish, not really important. What's important is you need to learn how to go after listings and in this market all over the country. Expired listings is where it's going to be at for at least the next couple of years. So put your best energies into that. And that's just one aspect of what we teach you in Premier Coaching as well. So going back to Julie's scenario, if we were to plop you down in any part of the country with an active real estate license, the easiest way for you to get a listing and get that free Ferrari or whatever it's going to be to go after an unrepresented owner, a.k.a. a for sale by owner, or an expired listing. How many of you know how to do that? Look, there's tens of thousands of you. I just checked the stats, Julie. We've had over just recently in the past, say, I don't even know how long, 18 months, 24 months probably, we've had over 5 million listens, okay? That's an enormous number of people. Lots of you listen multiple times. But the moral of the story is how many of you are actually taking us seriously? I know some of you, many of you, listen to us. Every single day. I get it. You do. I appreciate it. But how many of you who listen to us every single day are just keeping on doing what you've been doing and just plugging away working at buyers, thinking somehow miraculously you're going to have the same experience you had in the past, or thinking how somehow you're going to wake up in the morning and your email and your voicemail are going to be full of ready-to-go leads, or hoping and praying that this spring, oh, hell, Tim, as soon as the flyers start coming up, the market always turns around, and I'm going to be able to build momentum in the business that I, don't, I might, might not have now. Or how about others of you who have great momentum, who are looking like you're going to have your best years ever, and you're becoming complacent because you're not actually realizing that the, market sh the sands are shifting underneath your feet. These are all things that you need to be aware of if you want to be in business in 12 months. That is a brutally hard fact. This type of market is the scariest type of market because it's happening slowly and you don't realize. So what happens? Okay, I'm going to do I'm going to double down on my direct mail campaign. It worked last year, it'll work this year. And then you spend more money and then you put more hopes and prayers on it. You procrastinate doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level because you're hoping and praying this passive thing that you're going to do. I'm going to You know what, Kim? <laughs> I'm going to buy more leads from Zillow. Tell me how that, let me know how that works out. How's it worked out in the past? Marginally well. How's it going to work out, you know, now? Not at all. So why are you doing it? Because you're trying to avoid doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which is there could be about 180 of you, 1,000 of you right now collectively saying the word. You don't want to pick up the phone. You don't want to learn the skills necessary, not just to survive, but thrive in this market. How does that make any sense? Are you just not taking your future seriously? Is really picking up the phone and doing what we're asking you to do, is it really that hard? It's not. It's easy. It's the easiest thing ever. And in a market like this where everybody else is going to do everything that they possibly can that's going to be you know, essentially passive, when you pick up the phone and you're using our copywritten scripts, you'll be shocked how often you're able to get an appointment, even though you're brand new at calling. 
because other agents don't have the skill set. You see, this is what we're talking about. Get the skill set now because 12 months from now, 18 months from now, a lot of people will have figured it out. They'll realize that they too need to have been listening to us all the while. So if you've been listening to us for years, as many of you have, please do something with this information. I appreciate the fact that you guys like listening to us. I appreciate the fact that you say we motivate you. That not really our intent, really. Our motivation, motivation is just part of getting into action. Our true intent from our podcast and from everything we do is to get you into action. Motivation is just a temporary caffeine hit. Okay, great. You feel motivated. Now do something with it. Please help us to get better at what we're doing Tell us what we need to do to get it through your thick heads that this market is not going to be like any market most of you have ever experienced before. Any feedback, any suggestions, any questions, email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Stay focused, guys. We're going to be giving you a lot of hard-hitting information like always, but even more so because now that we've been out on the road for a while, we're absolutely seeing the changes that are happening in the marketplace and in many places, they're happening faster. Um, and listen, for the brokers out, out there who are telling the agents the truth, like Douglas Elliman, I totally and completely salute you. You guys are the leaders in the industry. Don't stop. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you need to get hold of us, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.